Hello and welcome to the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. We bring you interviews from people who have conquered the trickiest of health challenges using the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition philosophy and similar healing modalities. You're going to hear from experts who have been through the ringer with their health issues and yet managed to come out on the other side. If you're interested in natural healing and or functional medicine, congrats, you are in the right place. You can always visit us at functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com, but for now, here is today's episode. What is going on, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. My name is Evan Transu, aka Detective Ev, and I will be your host for today's show. And we're switching things up a little bit. We're still talking FDN and all things health, uh, but I have an interesting guest for you today. Some would call it a special guest. I certainly do. And it's actually my girlfriend. She is currently going through the FDN course. She actually, at the time that we recorded this, submitted her written final. So all that would be left is her oral exam. And then once she has done that, she is graduated in that moment and will be going out and doing this work immediately afterwards. So she's basically done. And we were going to wait until she finished the course completely to have her on, but she kind of saved me here because I mentioned this in the previous episode, if you happen to listen, I had a, a bit of an unexpected wisdom tooth surgery coming up. And so if you're listening to this, I'm probably in the midst of my recovery. Well, I definitely am in the midst of my recovery. I don't want to say probably all went well, right? So I'm still here. <laughs> but um, we had her come on again. It's not really that early. I mean, she would have been graduated almost uh, within the next week or two of this being recorded, which is really cool. And uh, it's a fun story because we talk about how, you know, we got together and then even got her interested in FDN because that was never the original intention. That was never what I thought was going to happen um, when we first started out together. So it's pretty cool to see this come full circle. And Maddie discovered quite a bit about herself from the FDN course when she ran the labs. So I think you guys will appreciate that side. And uh, we have a good... Um, we have a good back and forth here. We would probably make good co-hosts together on some other type of show. So I think you guys will really enjoy this one. I divided it into two parts that are slightly shorter than normal. And the reason we did the two parts, again, is just to help me out a little bit here while I'm having to delay some recordings with people. And uh, I just wanted this to be a little smoother and easier. So you guys will still get the same great value, great content that you always do. Uh, you'll have to listen to us bore you with our love story too for the first 10 minutes or so. But outside of that, it is going to be a normal FDN episode, two-part series, and then I should be back to normal with our regularly scheduled stuff. If it's taking me a little longer to heal than expected, you might have one day that there might be an episode skipped, uh, but we will not do it for longer than one day. So if you do see that skip, you will know why that is. Wish me luck with the surgery, and without further ado, let's get to today's episode. All right, well, if it isn't Madeline Junovich herself, welcome to the Health Detective Podcast. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me on. You are quite welcome. This is a long-awaited episode. I mean, not for anyone else probably, but at least for me, it's a long-awaited episode. I think this is so cool to be able to do this. So for those that do not know, I mean, the title of this episode will probably show this pretty obviously, um, but this is my girlfriend, and she is currently about to graduate from the FDN course, and we were going to wait until she graduated fully to do the course, but you just submitted your written final tonight. She's got her oral exam um, sometime next week or the week following, depending on when she can schedule for, 
Um, and we brought her on early, quite frankly, because I have my wisdom tooth surgery and I needed someone that could hop on with me uh, last minute notice. So um, this is going to be a fun episode. Maddie doesn't have like some crazy, insane health story, but she's got health symptoms, learned a lot from the labs. In fact, quite a bit was surprising and um, is now going to be doing this as a job amongst other things. So we'll get into all of that. But first, uh, first things first, one thing we have to address is for the longtime listeners, we have like one of the wackiest ways of meeting ever. And I'll be pretty impressed if someone remembers this from back at, it was either the late 90s in terms of episodes or maybe early 100s. And I actually think it was late 90s, which is nuts to think about. So we had uh, my friend Anna come on and I was talking about Maddie because we were relatively early on into our relationship at the time. But I was talking about how Maddie and I met, and we met through a very special app. Would we like to um, tell the fine people that listen to this show what app that would be and, and what that um, what that entails exactly, Madeline? Absolutely. It was one of your favorite types of dating apps, uh, Myers-Briggs. For people who don't know, that is a personality typing system. So the little icon was a little ghost, and the app was called Boo, nonetheless than a ghost. Um, so yeah, we, we just put on our profiles and we had to take a little personality typing test to, I guess, get matched up. And we ended up being like the ideal pair as the, uh, app would call it. Absolutely. And so I swear we go, won't do a whole episode here on our dating story, but I promise the first little bit of this is actually very entertaining, even if you're not us. So what I thought was so cool is, yeah, I'm not a huge dating app person. In fact, I'm not a dating app person at all. I just can't even imagine using that. I don't like any of the traditional ones. Um, so I was like, if I'm going to do this, because I do think there is there's an application for it. Obviously, it worked for us. <laughs> but the application that I always saw was, okay, I don't like the idea of swiping through a bunch of people based solely off looks, but I do like the idea that I'm a fairly, some would say, kind of eccentric person. And so the idea that I can now look at a lot of different people or rather have them look at me and just give this bio, tell them what it is. Hey, I'm a little crazy here, but crazy fun. There's going to be some good stuff. And so you can decide if this is your type of crazy or not. And you can just go through hundreds, if not thousands of people very easily to see who combines with you. So I was all for the Myers-Briggs thing right away. But what I think is so amazing about how we got connected, because obviously we're extremely close. Things have worked out beautifully. Um, can you talk about how you even ended up on the app? Because you didn't even know what Myers-Briggs was before this. No, yeah. I I mean, I've heard about it in college uh, when I was taking my psychology class. I heard about the personality typing system. There was a couple, but they made us take like a typing test. And I don't remember what I scored back then, but that's about my base knowledge with personality typing and Myers-Briggs. So. I was just kind of looking to make some friends and start talking to some new people, just moved back home. And I came across this app. I didn't want to do like Hinge or Tinder, nothing against those, just not for me. I am more of like a quality over quantity type of person. So when I came across the reviews for this, uh, it got like 4.8 or 4.9 out of five stars. And I'm like, nothing gets this good of reviews. So I was going through the reviews that people were putting on and everything was like, I met my soulmate. The quality here is great. And I'm like, okay, well now I got to try. I just got to see what this is about. And the second that you download it, make an account, it makes you take a test to even get on. And I'm like, okay, this is the place for me. 
because like you said, I'm not just trying to swipe for the fun of it. I'm actually looking for like quality conversation, someone I can actually vibe with on like a more spiritual and mental level, not about looks or anything like that. Uh, what's actually really funny is there's a lot of people on there, um, relatively speaking. And when I came across your profile, you had like a whole page full of just stuff that you were looking for, what you're about. <laughs> and many other people, they just had like a paragraph or like something that said, DM me to learn more. And that that's not my vibe at all. It's like, I'm not here to waste time. I'm not looking for something like that. It's like, tell me what you're about. And then we'll talk and see if this works. So that's what I liked about it. And yeah, it was mostly just looking for like friendships, possibly talking to someone. Um, I wasn't really looking for a long-term relationship or anything like that at the time. It was mostly just to like connect with people since I moved back to the area and um, ended up meeting you and, you know, things obviously worked out beautifully. So here we are. Yeah. And this is where the story gets particularly interesting for people because what we have failed to mention is that Boo, if it's not inherently obvious, uh, is just slightly niche. And so the issue when you get a niche product in, or service in general, let alone a dating app, is sometimes there's not an abundance of people in your local area. And apps like these might take you a little farther than the five-mile radius. Um, I'm not sure what the exact mileage is, Maddie, but roughly speaking here, what would you say the distance was for us? Oh, gosh. I was Washington State, so West Coast. You're Pennsylvania, East Coast. So it's pretty far, and I'm not even going to lie. I was talking to someone in England, and there were definitely options even further than that. Would I travel to England? Probably not. PA is about as far as East as I'll go. Well, I think if I was in England, you would have went there. <laughs> Guess we'll never know. We will never know. So how this ended up working out is kind of hilarious, because FDN does play into this. This is a, a true story, 100% as wild as it is. So we started talking in October of 2021, hit it off immediate, like immediately. I'm like, okay, I love this person. This is awesome. And so we, of course, recognized the idea that this is a little insane. I'm in Pennsylvania. You're in Washington. You got to understand on an app like this, you're having actually a very high amount of quality conversations. It doesn't mean that you're actually planning on doing anything per se, but it's like you you really do get connected with very compatible people. And if at the very least, you just find them interesting. And the, the type of person that would choose to go on an app like that is generally speaking, um, maybe not interesting to the people listening, but interesting to you because it's an uh, a different type of person that's going to do that is what I'm trying to say. And so... We hit it off, though, exceptionally well. And here's the thing. So, again, I started talking mid-October. Um, I was actually finishing up the biohacking congress in Miami, Florida. So this is FDN applies to this in so many ways. I got, like, sick from traveling, which is so stupid because I was at a biohacking congress, so that sucked. But I ended up – I booked an extra day so I can be in Miami. I spent my extra day being sick in the Airbnb. It was awful. So I'm like, all right, at least I can get my cheap dopamine hit by swiping. And – Lo and behold, found Madeline here, which is awesome. And so what happened is we start talking, totally headed off. It was like, okay, this is exciting. Now, just the day before, Reed and Raywin, because Ray, uh, Raywin is Reed's wife for those that don't know, they were at the Biohacking Congress as well. That was the first time I had ever met Reed Davis in person. Reed and Raywin invited me to come out to do the 100th episode special for the podcast. The only issue was it was all the way in San Diego and I was in Pennsylvania. Now, 
obviously we were not going to go out just for the podcast per se. He was also having like a Christmas party with a bunch of FDNs and other people. And I'm like, dude, I'll go to San Diego. This sounds awesome. So I was totally in for this. So just the day before this gets planned, then Maddie and I start talking and it was planned for early December. So there's just enough time here that you can kind of figure out whether or not this is going to be a thing between you and the individual. And what's so special with Maddie and I, man, is we literally started talking on, again, October 17th of 2021, and we just haven't stopped since. Like, we literally do not stop. There is always something to say. There is always something that we're learning and wanting to share. It's kind of ridiculous. So it's cool. What happened is then... It started out, and I was definitely the one who pushed this. Just to be clear, Maddie was the first one to reach out, but I was the one to push this. So I said, well, listen, I'm going to San Diego. Spokane, Washington's, you know, it's, it's West Coast. It's only a minor detour, some would say. And so I said, well, what if I just stopped in first, and then I went back down to San Diego? And it was like, okay, yeah, that, that should be fine. And we agreed to that. And then it was, well, hey maybe you come down with me to San Diego. And it was like, all right, we'll, we'll see about that. Let's meet this guy in person first. And then it became, okay, sure, I'll come down to San Diego. All before meeting in person, to be clear. So my crazy self is on a plane by 6 a.m., Flying to Minneapolis, uh, St. Paul, because there is no direct flights to Spokane, Washington from the East Coast, other than Atlanta and Chicago. Fly out to there, meet this girl. It was awesome. We had a wonderful time. And again, we'll spare you guys of all our dating stories here in its entirety, but uh, this is about the final part I'll share because it's just, it is cool. It's insane what happened. So we meet up. It was great. We did not... Um, you know, stay together in the same Airbnb the first night. That was just, we wanted to be respectful, one, to her parents, but two, we just met each other. It's like, there's no need to even do that, right? So we um, skipped on that night. And then the next morning, what was it, babe? Like 5.45 in the morning, I think, or something. So we met up pretty early, right? Yeah, we wanted to catch sunrise in the Idaho mountains. So it was about 5.45. Yeah, so we got together in the rental car and um, we drove into Idaho, and by like 10 a.m., we are 3,000 feet up, 20 minutes into a uh, definitely road that was not favorable. What what do they call that? Oh, gosh. Uh, logging roads? Okay, okay, okay. So we're 20 minutes into that, taking my damn rental car on this. Like, this is how I don't have no insurance on this thing. And so we're like 20 minutes in, and we are now elk tracking 3,000 feet up in the middle of nowhere in Idaho. And if I didn't know I love this person before, I'm like, okay, this, yeah, this will do it. This solidifies it just fine. I am like seven total hours into knowing this person in person, and we're tracking elk. And we did see some, so that was cool. So the very next day, we're flying down to San Diego. I asked Reed if I can bring my girlfriend. Now, I didn't tell him that how I met this girl or that I just recruited her from the state of Washington like yesterday, but brought her down to the San Diego thing. We had a great time at Reed's. Reed and Ray were amazing. It was so cool to see everyone. They let us stay there. And um, the rest is history. We've been living together now for like a year. It's just, it's a really special thing. So, all right. These people are probably done with hearing us all of that. Do I, did I miss anything? Um, is there anything else in those first few days that's really like eccentric and cool? No, I think you hit the nail on the head with all that. I mean, there's plenty of details, but we could go on for hours, so we'll spare the listeners. Okay, we shall spare them. Oh, you did get stung by a stingray on the beaches of San Diego. That's worth mentioning, I think. I guess that's noteworthy. Yes, I thought it was a great idea to frolic in the oceans when apparently there was a stingray warning, and um, I learned my lesson, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, we got to take those seriously. We were like too uh, high on life. like We didn't even read the dang signs. They were everywhere. <laughs> okay, all right. So anyway, anyway, thank you guys for listening. I'm guessing a lot of you skipped this, so we'll get to the actual show. 
But here we are, and Maddie's about to graduate FDN. It's been an awesome thing. What's really cool is like, okay, not that you weren't health conscious before, but I think for a lot of people that are in the functional health space, biohacking space, whatever you really want to call it, one of the biggest issues is actually dating and marriage and stuff because you know you're wearing blue light blocking glasses you're waking up super early you're eating very particularly um it does kind of create some barriers in dating and stuff and so even though you weren't totally into this it's not like you were not healthy um or at least one i mean who wouldn't want to be healthy like you were reasonable but you were always very respectful to the things that i brought up and so i always really like appreciated that so what were you dealing with health-wise overall? Because there was some stuff that you went through, and then we'll connect this to FDN um, a little bit later, but what was the stuff that you might have been dealing with even when we were first meeting or prior to that um, health-wise? Hey there, friends. It is Detective Ev popping in here really quick. I just wanted to give you one of our final announcements for KetoCon 2023. It is an awesome event, very well ran. Actually, I always say this, the best ran conference that I have been to so far in the health space. That is my personal opinion, but I will always give credit where credit's due. Uh, Robin runs a really tight ship, and she knows what she is doing in terms of event planning and running. So if you want an event that's actually going to have a lot of people at it and is well organized and on time, Time, then KetoCon is the place to go. Reed Davis will be actually keynoting on Friday the 21st. He is the founder of FDN, if you don't know. I will be there. My girlfriend will be there. My best friend will be there. His girlfriend will be there. It's going to be great. They're all coming, by the way, because they are all in FDN. We didn't just randomly recruit these people. <laughs> uh, Reed's wife will be there. Clinical advisor Ryan Monahan will be there. His significant other, Lindy Curtis, will be there. We got a bunch of wonderful, friendly FDN faces. So if you want to meet the team or just come hang out, we'd love to see you. Definitely check out our booth if you are there. I will have a link in the show notes to where you can learn more about KetoCon. And you can see the speakers and see if any of the vendors or speakers resonates with you. And then if it does, you can buy, I believe, a pass for only one day, which is cool if you only want to come for one day. Uh, definitely come Friday, by the way, because that's when Reed's speaking. But you can also come for the entire week. Weekend. I will be down there all Friday, all Saturday, and half the day Sunday before we got to fly our butts back to not-so-fun Pennsylvania. With that said, I will get you back to today's episode, but if you're looking for an event to go to, KetoCon 2023 is the place to be. I did not mean to, that was really cheesy. Listen, the link's in the show notes below. Just go check it out. Okay, here we go. Back to the episode with Maddie. That is a great question, and I'm still trying to get all the details of this answer together myself. Um, for the longest time, um, I never really, I always thought I was healthy, you know? Like, I always thought, like, oh, I have no diseases, like, I have no, like, conditions that I know of. Like, yeah, I'm relatively healthy. Um, I never thought, like, hey, these constant headaches that I'm dealing with or this acne that I've had since I was little and it just won't seem to go away. That's normal, right? People get acne. It, that It's common. You look around and you're definitely not the only one. So you think that, okay, I'm still a healthy human when I'm suffering with this. Fine. Um, but then I started getting, I guess, a little bit, like, foggy-headed. Um, I wasn't able to think clearly. Um, talking in general, just trying to find the right words were never a strong suit of mine. Um, but even like when I was a kid, um, like I had developed this weird like rash on my leg and I wasn't sure what it was. And then over time, probably about the span of like a couple of days, I started getting like white pustules coming and stuff out of it. And then that rash started spreading to like my upper thigh area. 
And I was really concerned about this. And I think at the time I was like 16, possibly 17. I told my mom about it. She's a nurse. She's been a nurse for, gosh, at that point, probably almost 20 years. Um, Maybe a little bit less than that, but that's besides the point. So she knew what to do. She's like, okay, we'll draw a little circle around it. See if it keeps spreading. It kept spreading. And so we went into the doctors and they took like a biopsy of it. Doctors didn't know what it was. They ran multiple tests, couldn't figure it out. And so they just put me on some hydrocortisone cream and all that. And I don't know if it was the cream or just my body just pushing it away. But thank goodness, after about like a month, it just kind of went away on its own. And I always thought that was weird. But again, I'm healthy, right? I I have no diseases. I have nothing that I really knew about. Sure, I struggled with anxiety. I struggled with depression since being a kid, but that's not something that I really ever talked about with anybody. So besides like the mental health issues, I was normal. And so, yeah, I mean, the past couple of years specifically, though, that's when it really started getting um, kind of bad. And in my past, I just recently publicly shared this, so it's a little bit um, easier for me to say now, but I did struggle with like... um, My school, my college was kind of a party college, so I definitely got into the drinking scene. So I did drink a lot of alcohol. I would party um, with friends on the weekends, and sometimes it would be like, you go out, you have a bunch of drinks, you go party, have fun, and then the next morning you do it all over again because, hey, it's the weekend and it's syllabus week. Like, why not? And then um, that kind of also started turning towards, like, substance abuse, um, which, I mean, I was in Washington, so... Uh, THC was legal. So I would do some of that. And I just thought I was young and invincible. And I just didn't put two and two together. Like, hey, your actions have consequences. And these things were starting to catch up to me. And I never really put it together until about two, three years ago. And just the decline got really bad. Like my mental health issues were just getting worse and worse. My mental clarity was getting worse. Um, I wasn't able to like hold conversations with people just because mentally it wasn't clear for me at all to form sentences. And I just kind of got to this point where I'm like, okay, enough is enough. I need to just basically put all that behind me. I need to like look towards my health and start putting that as a priority. And the funniest thing is at the time in college, I was a nursing student. Right. I thought that you always hear this quote that like doctors make the worst patients. Now, I know I'm not like a doctor, but like going into the nursing thing, I'm like, I know what I'm doing. Right. I've studied health. I know physiology. I know anatomy. I know microbiology. I know nutrition. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Like, obviously, I'm not having any signs or symptoms. Yeah, I definitely was. And it was catching up to me. So that's kind of like when I had my aha moment where I'm just like, what I'm doing is not working for me. And that's when I started climbing out of this, like, I guess, exhaustion phase, Um, doing FDN and like getting my test results back and seeing that, hey, I was in exhaustion phase and I've probably been in it for a while. um, That was just kind of like startling to me because it's one, it's just kind of, um, validating what I've been feeling for the past years thinking oh no I just need to work harder I just need to keep pushing I just need to get past this I'm healthy I'll be fine Um, but no the older you get the harder it gets and the more these actions have consequences and they catch up to you so yeah I started getting 
healthier, started trying to eat healthier, at least what I thought was healthier. I was eating like brown rice. Um, I would have like organic vegetables. I would try to get organic meats. Um, I would still eat a lot of like pasta. At the time, I didn't think there was anything wrong with gluten. I was drinking tap water. Um, and I lived in a big city at the time. So like pollution and smog was definitely an issue. And so all of these things were just contributing to it. And I had no idea until I went through FDN. So FDN has kind of saved me. So it's been kind of great with that. But yeah. I'm just rambling. No, that's okay. This is awesome. I'm excited to like kind of dissect some of those labs and the results that you got overall. Um, so, okay, we rewinding a little bit. We talked about how, you know, you're one of those people that it's really relatable to so many out there that you kind of have these baseline symptoms almost your entire life that got progressively worse, especially the college thing that that is almost par for the course. I cannot tell you how many times. Well, you know this, but the audience doesn't. I, I cannot tell you how many times I have gotten calls from people because I'm we're both 27. So people that went to college and that's like the final straw for their body, like their body is like, what the heck are we doing? Like we were already not doing that great. You've been eating like crap your entire life and then you go to college binge drink eat even crappier somehow and now you're staying up late on top of it i mean it really is the straw that breaks the camel's back for a lot of people i have seen this i've seen women walk out with hashimoto's diagnoses after college so it stinks so you were kind of going through this um again and being a nursing major and not necessarily understanding the irony of it at the time i think that's really really common so when we met one of the ways that we were able to get maddie out here because it wasn't like one way or the other it wasn't like someone was trying to get anyone else to move it was more like we originally planned like hey like we enjoy each other a lot so no matter how long we have to wait we will figure this out but it turned into this thing of we don't even want to wait so how can we figure this out even quicker and for myself for those that listen regularly it's like i'm speaking in this area that i'm in i uh i have an in-person business it, it was a tough situation because it's like i'll wait for you as long as we have to and maddie was in the same boat but it was it was kind of hard to say like what will this actually look like how does this work and so thankfully maddie had just gotten this job um because you well we didn't even mention this you served in our military i mean that's worth mentioning so um what job were you about to get before you came out here i think that's actually really worth saying because there's a lot of people that have come on that have been in the military or have family in it and i think they would just respect what you did yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you bringing that up. I honestly, like, I totally forget that I was in the military for <laughs> a little bit. But um, yeah, I was in the Army National Guard for five years, um, just to clarify that. But I was actually applying and I had been offered the position at the VA, so the Veterans, um, like, kind of hospital, um, for a surgical supply tech. So I'd be working with sterilization of the equipment that they would use for um, surgeries and that. And they were offering great pay. They were offering great benefits. Um, it, it just, it would have been, you know, like a good, comfortable job, I guess. And, um, but still something was kind of like missing, you know, you don't, I didn't really have like that passion for it, but that was about to be my route. Like I went, the process to get hired for any government job is extremely long. Um, I think this took like two or three months and by the end of it, um, I had been offered the job and literally, gosh, I think like they offered me the job that week. They sent me like a call and said, okay, here's the hiring process. Now I had to jump through all these other hoops, um, get like fingerprinted again and do all these other types of things. And at the very last moment, I just decided it wasn't for me because 
you know, that would have kept me stationary in Washington. And by this point, we've been going back and forth, seeing each other for the past like six <laughs> months, like once a month. And um, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch more stuff that goes into it. But yeah, I almost uh, almost had a position there as a surgical supply tech. Yeah. And so the reason it's worth mentioning is because like, obviously, I mean, it's not it wouldn't be a job that you would have hated, but it, it wasn't your passion. You know what I mean? Like you're kind of just saying, hey, this is a smart thing to do, kind of pay the bills, whatever. And so it's right. kind of exciting what the health side of things can do to people in terms of inspiration. So anyway, if anyone else doesn't believe that this is fate, I mean, the story kind of just gets better and better because what happened is the in-person light therapy studio that I've talked about on here before, we were not open yet, but we had a uh, young woman who was basically guaranteed a position there um, for many months prior to us actually opening. And what was nuts is like two or three days before we were supposed to open. And she's a great person. So this is not any diss to her. In fact, it worked out beautifully. She hits me up and lets me know, hey, I'm so sorry. I can't do this. Like I, I needed another job. I got another position. Um, I couldn't wait any longer. And I was like, oh my gosh, on one end. But then on the other side, I was like, wait a second. If Maddie wants to do this, this is kind of the ticket out here. Like not only because it's one thing to like come out here. It's another thing to like get a whole crappy job that you don't really want to do out here that has no flexibility and like wouldn't allow her to travel back as much. And so this was just a blessing in disguise because like you came into Bucks County Light Therapy, not even knowing what red light therapy was at the time. And now you have completely just done so much for that place and made it so awesome. So uh, how has it been like working there? Like, I feel like you've learned so much about health just from even being there, right? Oh my gosh. Not only did I learn about health and I guess the science behind red light therapy and how it really helps, I guess, just produce energy and reduce inflammation. Um, but I also learned a lot about like social skills and like talking with people, talking with clients, um, getting like their stories of what they're dealing with and like being able to, I guess, apply my FDM, newly found FDN skills, um, really just developed more as a person. But it's been great working for Bucks County Light Therapy. And honestly, like I've kind of just started making that place my baby and we're just trying to make it grow as much as possible. So yeah, learned a lot, love this opportunity. And honestly, like things are just working out for the best. That's for sure. Funny how that works. So yeah, Maddie's done an awesome job there. It's been like a blessing to have her and it's, it's fun to get, it's a, a risk. You know what I mean? Like I think anyone listening is like, holy cow, like these guys put a lot on the table up front, but you know what? To both of us, I think we have a similar philosophy on this. It's like, when you're looking for something serious and you're not just looking to engage in the hookup culture, you might as well go all in, man. Like, because if you go all in and it doesn't work, it's like you figured it out quick. I don't want to sit around and wait for years to figure out whether or not it's going to work. Like, tell me yes or tell me no. I want to know in two months if this is going to work. So if we can't work together now, I'm not I'm not so ignorant as to say that people can't work on each other, uh, work on themselves and develop the relationship. That's ridiculous. Of course you can. But I'd rather just know right now. Like, just tell me what this is going to be. Let's figure this out. And if it's going to work, I think we'll, we'll know pretty quickly. So it was really cool how that happened. But then this transition into FDN, I think, is what we really need to get to. And so what was nuts about the transition to FDN is that Maddie was working at Bucks County Light Therapy, again, mostly by necessity. Like, that's just how this was in the beginning. It wasn't anything other than that. Um, she found it very interesting, but it's not like, again, you came with this as your passion. In fact, you're, uh, Maddie is like a super, super gifted artist and paints people's pets too. So that was another thing that she was working on on the side and still does that. But 
you came to me one day and I remember like I was shocked because this wasn't even until September of 2022. So remember, we've been like talking for a year now. We've been dating for like 11 months like or 10 months at the time. I wasn't even there was nowhere on my radar that I was thinking that Maddie would ever go through something like FDN. And then you like literally hit me with this one day and you're someone that I know that you're not going to say that unless you mean it. So I was like taken aback in such a good way. And can you explain to people, like, how did you, where did this come from? Like, how did this all come to be where you're like, I want to go do FDN? So you're talking about all in or nothing. And that's how I am too. So like when we met, of course, I'm going to do some research on you, find the podcast, see what you're <laughs> all about. I I'm, I joke you not. I have listened to probably 97% of the podcasts that you've put out. Um, and I just fell in love with it. Stories. I fell in love with just like how people just like really let their passions come through and shine. And I just fell in love with the whole philosophy that FDN had to bring. And I fought it for the longest time because I, I was a nursing student. I loved like the medical side of it. But then when it got to like the practical side, I just, I wasn't in love with how little time we spend with patients. And I know as a nurse, I'm not the one with patients, but you still like how doctors only have like 10 to 15 minutes with each person. And it, there's not enough time to hear like the stories, to hear the individuality of like what the client's going through. That kind of put me off. I'm not going to lie. And so I kind of went and pursued art, but then something always felt missing. Like painting, drawing, um, animals have always been a passion of mine since I was very little. I, I remember started drawing like in pre-kindergarten and my teacher was like, oh my gosh, that's really good. And so that's always been a part of my identity, but it was never enough for me to just do that on my own. So there was always something like missing and listening to this podcast for, gosh, a little over a year and a half. Yeah, probably. Well, about a year and a half now. Um, I just started falling in love with it. And after probably listening to about a 70 episodes I just something switched off in me and I'm like I need to do FDN like this is how I'm going to be able to help people and I love that I can do this from home I love that it's all remote I can still paint at the same time look at that best of both worlds now I'm getting my painting and I'm helping people with something that's very fulfilling and it helps them mm -hmm. so that's kind of what just sealed the deal for me with this um, and taking on the FDN course. Awesome. And it, it's just so cool because it's like, I think I could be wrong because I, I know everyone's not like this necessarily, but I do believe a lot of us have this. I, I don't know if it's a dream, but like this vision of how cool would it be to work with your significant other in one way or another? And um, it is special and it's really special when they come to it on their own accord. You don't necessarily want to force someone one way or another. And um, again, this was just never on my radar as something that you would do. So when you came to me with this, we're like, Hey, I'm doing FDM. I'm like, what? Like, I know you're serious. I'm like, wow, this is, this is awesome. And you're someone before you say something like that, like I'm more, I'll get excited about the idea and I'm ready to go. You know, you've thought through the thing before you are going to say something like that. And I, it was just exciting. It's really cool. So 
now we can kind of get back to where we were originally going with this before, where, you know, you did get your labs back and you found a lot of different stuff. So this was someone that, you know, by traditional standards was not super sick, guys, but you did have stuff going on. So when you got through the course and you let's just jump to that part where you actually do the labs on yourself. Uh, what were you finding? Like, what was were there surprises? I mean, I kind of know there were surprises, but what was your <laughs> interpretation when you did get the labs back when you went through the course? All right, guys, I'm going to leave you on a bit of a cliffhanger there. That'll do it for part one with Maddie. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys in part two, where we kind of dive into the labs and uh, what Maddie learned and what she's planning on doing next. So tune in Thursday the 6th. We will have part two out then. But until that time, please take care.